Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Hello, wonderful podcast listeners, and welcome back to a new episode of the Radical Broccoli podcast. Today... I, Suzanne, will be joined by wonderful Bianca Marsuk, who is a somatic love and sexuality coach, which is a very fascinating topic. And she is an absolutely beautiful person. She works from Costa Rica, is originally from Berlin in Germany. And the first thing we touch upon is how she went from studying law to becoming a love and sexuality coach, which is a fascinating story in itself. In the episode, Bianca and I also talk about how we are sexual beings and how we know innately, deeply within us what is possible for us to experience with our senses and with our sexuality and how Bianca guides her clients to get there to get to reach our full potential. We talk about healing trauma and overcoming societal conditioning about our bodies and our sexuality and our spirituality and how these traumas and this conditioning actually can they can become stuck in our bodies and appear as different tensions and pains and she explains beautifully how we can treat this and how we can overcome it. Bianca and I also touch upon manifestation and the connection to spirituality and sex, which is a fascinating topic in itself. And as always, I highly recommend you to come in with an open heart and an open mind and listen to this new information. Maybe you learned something completely new today. Maybe something resonates, and if it doesn't, that's also completely fine. We always say, take what serves you and leave the rest. And we just hope to bring you growth and expansion and to help you to connect more with yourselves. And for all of us to learn that talking about sexuality and our bodies and sex and spirituality and connection is absolutely normal and beautiful and something we should talk a lot more about. So with all that said, I warmly welcome you to the podcast and hope that you enjoy the episode. Hello, Bianca, and welcome to the Radical Broccoli podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Hey, thank you so much. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Really good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited about um, today's topic, our conversation. I feel like it's such mm. an important one and one that many of us have a lot to learn about. Um, but firstly, before we jump in, I want to hear about you and your background, where you're from, um, anything you want to share about yourself and how you got into this type of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my name is Bianca Malzuk. I'm a coach for love and sexuality. 
I work with this. Um, I work with the tantric tradition, with Taoism, with somatic therapy, of the subconscious mind. Um, and I work here from Costa Rica. That's where I live in this beautiful little jungle surfer's town on the Pacific. And I work online and in person. I'm originally from Berlin, from Germany. I was born there and raised um, a lot of my childhood. I was um, in India um, and have been living, you know, in many different places in the world. I discovered this modality, somatic therapy. So actually somatic therapy was my entry into this work. Um, originally, I was uh, studying German law in Berlin. And um, yeah, I was, I always had that feeling like I really want to do something good in this world. I want to help people. And at some point I just convinced myself that it has to be law. So I was just, was just like walking on that path for really long. And then at some point I realized that it's really not in alignment with, you know, who I am. And at that time I also discovered somatic therapy. And then I I just decided to leave all of that behind me and jump into somatic therapy and study it and, you know, work with people. And from there, I then discovered the sexual healing. And mm -hmm. now my work basically consists of a mix of all of these different modalities. Wow. And what is somatic therapy, if you can describe it? Yeah. So somatic therapy is a therapy that, um, that, It, it's the focus is on the connection between body and mind. So the idea is that the, our body is like this separate entity that has its own experience in this world, in this life. And that experiences that we make in our lives, they manifest in our bodies in different ways. So in somatic therapy, what we do is we work with um how the body feel like with the felt sense, how the body feels in certain moments. So let's say um, a person is very scared of men, then that will, that will manifest in their psyche in a certain way, but it will also manifest in their bodies. And then what I will do in my work is I will explore what that feels like in the body and what the body needs in that moment and how we can transform it through helping the body. Hmm. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's very deep work. Yeah. But how did you stumble upon this whole area? I mean, was it like one course you tried and then one thing led to another? Or how do you see that whole experience? Mm -hmm. So it really all started with my own healing process. I, in my 20s, um, you know, was had a very difficult relationship to sexuality. Um, I was not in my body at all. I was suffering from PS PTSD for a really long time. Mm. And um, it was really my own healing process that led me down that path. And when I discovered how powerful it was to heal these traumas through my body and through listening to my body and through following the wisdom that my body was showing me. Um, it was so powerful that at some point I was, I was really convinced that this is, this is what the world needs. And this is the best way for me personally to help people, you know, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. Do you think that more people than actually Those, I mean, do you think almost all of us need some sort of healing in that area? 
Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Or that yeah. we're aware. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, the human is a lot more sexual than we are taught that we are. Um, I see that, you know, working with people is that um, there's after a while, after, you know, working through all the subconscious blocks and, um, you know, going deep into what it is that is limiting their sexual expression, there is so much energy that's released. And there's like, you know, there's, it's so strong. And interestingly as well, like often when people um, come to work with me in their initial conversation where we figure out like what it is that they want, they would have that innate knowing of what is possible for them to experience, even though they've never experienced it in their life you know so there's this knowing within them and that and there's that you know that feeling that there is more to this there's more to this life there's more meaning for me to experience in my sexuality there's more you know fullness more fulfillment to be found there and um and then you know like uncovering the blocks which are which are all societal conditioning trauma, you know, it's all things that are, that came from the outside and have been like put on top of that experience. Mm. Um, You know, after lifting that, it's just, there's, there's so much there to be, to be revealed. And I really believe that, you know, um, well, first of all, thousands of years of sexual suppression of women and of humans in general, um, you know, religious, religious shaming um you know all these all these different factors that play a role here um they're really strong and you know i also often work with um with parents who want to know how to um educate their children sexually in a way that is not traumatizing because often the parents they come with their own sexual trauma and with their own restrictions and then you know they see like their three-year-old daughter or or son masturbating and um they're super shocked and they're like no you should stop that you know in that moment and um and what happens in the brain of that child is that they register that as not safe right? They, they think like, oh, there's this amazing feeling that I have there. I'm going to explore this. I'm going to touch this area. They're super excited. And then all of a sudden their parents are like, no, you know, and they're like, oh my God, like I can't do that anymore. So um, that causes a fragmentation in their psyche. And even though for their parents, it's not a big thing, you know, it's not, you know, you don't have like, it doesn't have to be a parent that is like strongly sexually traumatized to have a reaction like that. Mm. Um, it has strong effects on the person's ex- sexual expression in their life in the future. Mm. Um, it's something that I very often come across when people are like, mm, well, it's not, you know, I'm not living what I feel I could sexually, but I don't have any sexual trauma and nothing happened. And then after a couple of sessions into the process, they're like, oh, oh my God, I see myself as a little boy and there's, I'm like playing with my friend and my father's walking in and he's really angry with me, you know? Um, it's just these little moments that, um, yeah, can can create these deeper blocks. Mm. Wow, that is fascinating. I, I agree. I mean, I feel like um, having done a lot of self-development work and self-empowerment and unblocking what we call trauma can be so small kind of mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm, such a mm-hmm. huge impact mm-hmm. and 
it's very interesting to think about it like that. Yeah. And to see the potential and what you can shift. And But how do you actually... So let's say that someone has that specific type of trauma that we're talking about now, just from a conversation. Mm -hmm. How would you go about um, healing that? Mm -hmm. Well, it's um, when there's a deeper sexual trauma, then, um, then it's what I do is I go very, very slow and very gentle. Um, and what I've noticed when it comes to the subconscious is that the, the subconscious will always bring to the surface whatever it's ready to digest, whatever your conscious is ready to move beyond, right? So um, first of all, something that I always am very careful to do is to is to take the process as fast as the person is ready to go. Yeah. And, um, and what a, a healing process would look like is it very much depends on the individual. It very much depends on how they learn um, what works best for them. But it will always involve a lot of breath work. Um, it will involve energy work. It will involve obviously the subconscious and um, various embodiment practices. Um, anything that helps to clear that energy out of the body to get that energy. Because in somatic therapy, The idea is that it we literally stuff the event into different parts of our bodies. And for women, it's very often, we're very often conditioned to, for some reason, stuff it into our bellies. So that's why we have, you know, often pain down there or tension. Mostly that, those experiences, they show up as tension in the body. So it's a lot about going into that area, breathing into it, feeling the feeling that, you know, the uncomfortable feeling, if it's heaviness in the chest or a tightness in the solar plexus, whatever it is, allowing ourselves to feel that and then going into communication with that aspect that is manifesting in our bodies. Mm. So if it's our inner child <clears throat> that is showing up as a pain in our bellies, it's going in there and talking to the inner child and asking it, what's going on? What do you need? What are you afraid of? you know, and trying to fulfill that part's unmet needs in order to come into integration. Mm. Okay, so even sexual trauma can manifest in physical pain in other parts of the body. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, often, obviously, in the genitals, but also yeah. in other parts of the body, yeah. Wow, fascinating. And I'm curious, like, how do you talk to your children? Because I know that you mentioned you have children. Yeah. <laughs> about um, sexuality. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just curious about that. Yeah, I talk to them in a very, um, it's just like very positive way. Yeah. Like I'll say, you know, there's lovemaking and it's beautiful and it's kind of like a, a way for grownups to play with each other and it's a way for ourselves to explore our bodies and that it feels good um, and, you know, like very much something that a small child can digest, yeah. but absolutely something that is, you know, I, I will always uh, paint a picture of something that is very natural, very beautiful. And, um, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Like if I, if my children are like, if I would see them, we'll see them playing with themselves or something like that from even from the youngest age, 
um, I will always be very, you know, just leave, have them have their privacy and just show them that it's completely natural and beautiful. Yeah, that's so good to hear. And do you see them, um, for example, engage with other kids or talk about it? Or have you observed them um, in relation to others talking about these mm -hmm. topics? I haven't really, mm -mm, I haven't really heard them talk about it really no they do say that yeah my mom her work is to make other people feel good and to like mm -hmm. um she sells yoni eggs and teaches women how to use you know um but yeah i haven't ha seen them like have a conversation like that exactly yeah. i'm You're sure they will though at some point yeah <laughs> they're really lucky to grow up with you <laughs> um and um You were posting so beautifully recently about our sexual energy, which is, mm -hmm. I know that it sounds like really big and mysterious. And it's something that probably many of our listeners are curious about. What is actually, what is it, our sexual energy? If you mm -hmm. if want to describe a little bit more um, yeah. simply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the sec our sexual energy in the in the tantric tradition what is said is that we have that kundalini energy that um dormant serpent energy that lies within our pelvis and um it's this inherent force that we all have and we can wake it up through um you know, different practices that we can do through our intention, through energy. But it really basically is that that deep, powerful, creative energy that underlies everything that is in this universe, that created everything that is, that Shakti. So um, when we connect to that energy, it's, um, it's a really, really powerful experience. There is, um, I don't know if you've seen have one video in my uh, Instagram uh, feed where I went to um, this amazing couple, Joseph and Sulaika, they do um, something called CAP, Kundalini Awakening Process. So basically what they do is they come and I don't know how, what it exactly is, but they what they do is they, they instantly awaken that Kundalini energy within you. And yeah. what happens when when that energy is awake is that it actually literally takes over your body and mm. your, what will happen is that your body will typically make these like snake, like serpentine movements. And it will like, it will like flow through your body, through your spine and wash through your entire system. And basically really, um, bring a lot of healing and, um, and, you know, allow that energy that is in your pelvis to move up through the rest of your body. Mm. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, sure. And um, is it something that happens once and then it's like awakened or is it an experience that we can keep having and having multiple times? Yeah. So that's what I always thought that it's that like one initial Kundalini awakening and then that's it. Um, but what I've experienced is that, um, especially through the work that I do, uh, the practices that I do on my own is that it just happens again and again and again. Obviously there's that one first awakening, but when that energy wakes up, yeah, it's just, it's that experience that it's, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. And it also manifests differently in, in different people. So in some people, it doesn't show as much in the movement of the body, but it just shows in um, a shift in consciousness, a shift in their perception, a shift in their lives. Um, it, it also often manifests in a more vibrancy, like that glow in your face, that magnetism that you have from that. Mm. Um, yeah, it's um, very, so it's a very mystical experience. Yeah, it sounds like it. And is it something that we can experience through Kundalini yoga and different practices, but also through sexual experiences? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's that I would say, and I'm not a Kundalini teacher, but I would say that that is the goal of Kundalini yoga is to awaken that energy. Mm. Um, And yes, we can absolutely experience that through our sexuality. And I think the key here is to when we make love to ourselves or to other people is to um, really open up our bodies because what happens is that that energy wants to flow up and we have a lot of resistance right in our bodies that that is that conditioning it shows up as tension in our solar plexus or in different places and then the energy can't flow up Mm -hmm. so the more that we feel safe the more that we feel, um, yeah, really basically mostly safe um, to allow our bodies to relax, the more the energy will flow up. And also what can often happen is that we might feel a sense of, you know, we, we might feel uncomfortable emotions that are coming up that need to be processed in order for this energy to to move mm-hmm. um, and that is something that you know we're very conditioned to believe that no it's not okay for me to right now you know be sad or to cry yeah. in the middle of sex you know it's not okay for me to be angry but actually what is happening is that your body feels that it's the right moment to process those old emotions and so you know a really big key here is to um, to allow that to come up to allow those emotions to process and then to you know to to make room for that energy that is underneath there to come up wow yeah that sounds like a mystical and big experience and is it is it actually a type of orgasm or is it different from that it's orgasmic energy for sure it's very blissful it's uh, it's ecstatic Mm -hmm. um the question is what what are we defining as an orgasm right there is that peak pleasure mm-hmm. you know there is that explosive orgasm that like builds up and then bam it like crashes again and all of your energy all of your sexual energy is dispersed again yeah or is it um you know that like a build up and a plateau that goes for a really long time of of like orgasmic experience um, I mean, or, you know, I would also say eating a mango is a very orgasmic experience, you know, it's yeah. like what really is orgasm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we are very conditioned to think what an orgasm is and what it isn't. And mm-hmm. at least I've also learned so much, been reading over the summer and been really learning about this whole topic and how especially women um as far as i've read have really we're built for so much pleasure and orgasmic potential in everything that we do and it's not only that like explosive one experience yes i think that that is definitely something that um came from 
patriarchy is that, mm. you know, we've been conditioned to believe that an explosive ejaculative style orgasm like men have them. Um, and also for men, there's much more available to them than that specific orgasm. Um, yeah. But that's what we have made been made to believe that that is what we're supposed to have. Yeah. Um, my, my teacher, Leila Martin, <clears throat> she actually has a really beautiful definition of orgasm, which is that orgasm happens when there is a buildup of pleasure or turn on or, you know, sexual energy. When that pleasure, that turn on, that sexual energy can freely move through the body, it can go from the genitals up through our bodies. And when we can then, when we then have a shift in consciousness, when we can surrender to that energy, <clears throat> that's when we experience orgasm. That is a very beautiful definition. Mm -hmm. We have um, these big um, channels of energy coming out of our palm and then our mouth. We have these different places in our body where energy enters and exits. Yeah. And when a lot of energy moves through our body, through breath work, through sex, through um, body work, through dance, through um, different ecstatic practices that we can do, um, tantric practices, Taoist practices, um, what happens is that old stagnant energy starts to move through your body mm. and then it exits your these centers or these channels in your body and feeds into your auric system. So mm -hmm. that's why often people, when they come out of a Kundalini class or <clears throat> a breathwork experience, have much more presence. They seem taller, more radiant, more powerful in some way. That's because that old energy actually it fed into their 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 auric field, mm -hmm. and um, it's a very very healthy <clears throat> very very healthy thing to happen. Yeah, and yeah, that is that really is. Um, I wouldn't say that that per se is the the ecstatic experience, but I would say that that is a um, a side effect of us going into an ecstatic experience. So when we allow ourselves to to let go and we allow our bodies to just do whatever it is that they need to do, mm -hmm. then that's one of the things that will happen because your body goes into that healing experience. Mm. And will the body at some point kind of have released all that energy so you won't feel that? For example, let's say I do breath work really regularly going forward will it at some point just have released all that stagnant energy yes i mean we do then we we do incorporate more right like yeah things happen in our lives you know um but yes yes the healing process does come to an end mm. you know it's like we, we continue to grow it but like that energy that has been stuck in your body you can release that fully for sure fascinating Yeah, that's really fun to hear. Um, <laughs> and why do you feel like so many of us are so disconnected to our sexuality and that we have so much shame and pain and that we don't really talk about it? Like what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I think that it really is because we're, we're not born into a world where we are taught by by our elders what all of this is right like we are um it's very rarely that people actually talk to their children about these things and then 
you know, we go into school and then we have sex education, which is basically just like fear, 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 fear. Like, don't do this, don't do that. Pregnancy, STDs, it's all terrible, you know? Um, and then, but then at the same time, it's like, it's like there's a split in our society. At this, On the one hand, there's this like lack of education. There's this lack of support um, and, you know, on community around that and ritual. And then on the other side, there's this whole like, huge all these huge expectations like there's porn and then there's um you know the media that just you know shows you in so many different ways that like this is what you're supposed to look like this is what you're supposed to experience and if you're and you know and the underlying message is that anyway you're not un, you're not worthy because that's not how you are so there's this there's this huge split that happens and um, often, you know, people just feel really alone with all of this. Like, feel yeah. that there's nobody really to talk to about it. There's nobody to ask certain things, and um, and we often make it like about us just being wrong in some way. And um, yeah, and I I just think that um, you know, it's we we can heal it for the for our future for the future generations. We just have to you know, start with us and, um, and, and carry that understanding that it's, it's a beautiful, positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine the power that we have to actually make the change with ourselves and then have that effect roll over until the next generation and then the next and the next, we can actually break this huge pattern just by doing the work for ourselves, which will also benefit us. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I think really also all of humanity, I think that if, you know, sometimes I do these meditations where I connect to my um, my purpose, my mission in this life. And um, and I, I just see this, you know, this utopian reality where every single human being is in touch with that energy mm-hmm. and is fulfilled with their, with in their life with their sexuality with their sexual exchange with others and i really in that world there is no violence Mm. there is no war there's no exploitation of our planet you know it's really a world of deep deep peace and and satisfaction yeah yeah i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) i believe that and um i also believe that it's possible and i think that more and more people are Either they want it or not, they're going to be like pushed into doing the work for themselves and for the future. And whether that's through yoga or meditation or sexuality or either way to get that like awakening and to feel like there's Mm -hmm. more and that we can shift and change and grow. Yes, of course. Like I also really must say that from the moment that I started doing this work to nowadays, um, the reaction that I get from people when they ask me what it is that I do has shifted so much. Like, you know, it used to often be like kind of a bit reserved and like, you know, kind of a lot of tension in the anus kind of reaction, you know, kind of like <laughs> tight about it. And nowadays it's really like um, very curious, interested, very open. You know, most people are like, yeah, I want to try it out. Or like, do you have some recommendations or something? You know, this, I really see that um, we are collectively moving towards um, healing our sexuality. Mm. That's amazing to hear. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw 
that you posted, I think it was one of your most recent posts, was about how making love to ourselves is making love to the universe. Mm. And how do you how do you see that? Yeah. <laughs> so what I what is a big part of the tantric tradition and um, what is a wisdom that I'm trying to really embody on a daily basis is that we are everything that is is a field of orgasmic energy it is all that beautiful ecstatic energy that is coming into manifestation through you through me through the flowers through the jungle and when we and the idea is really and the feeling experience is that we are the goddess in our expression and that when we make love to ourselves when we treat ourselves well we go into union with that energy that we are and that also is much greater at us than us at the same time so it's kind of like a feeling of oneness and connection again mm-hmm. yeah um yeah because i've also heard and read and like felt into how manifestation and abundance is connected to sexual energy do you want to share a bit about that Mm, yeah (laughs) it's a very (laughs) fun topic this is really powerful um I've been doing a lot of manifestation work for years and I actually was the person that it never really worked like I, I was really it was really easy for me to manifest like situations and like certain objects in this like really interesting way but I was, I was never the kind of person that it would work for me to like sit down and be like, I want to manifest $10,000 within the next like 30 days and then bomb it happened. You know, that never worked for me. Yeah. So um, what I've discovered with um, doing this work is that our sexual creative energy is like this really powerful rocket fuel that we can put behind our manifestation. So Um, because sexual energy is creative energy um, and because it is our way to empower ourselves, to charge ourselves, and because it is, in my experience, our most powerful link and connection to the great big, whatever it is, universe, um, when we manifest and add that sexual power, it's we just it's just like you know so much more powerful mm-hmm. so much faster and um what we can do and there's a practice called sex magic where we actually envision what we want to have and um and then what we do is we there's a specific breathing process that goes through the chakras and then we try to in the moment of the highest pleasure we shoot that vision, that visualization out into the universe. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that when we have that, like, and this, this really works well with, with what I would call, what we would call a peak orgasmic experience. Yeah. Also works well without it. But it, um, what happens in that moment is that all of that energy is released in a very, very powerful way. And then after that, there's that moment of going back in and, you know, there's that moment of detachment, like right after you had a peak pleasure experience and an orgasm in that sense, you're like very relaxed and very detached. And that's what you want to have when you want to manifest. You want to 
have a lot of power behind your manifestation, but also be really detached. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And what I also though have to add to that is that um, the subconscious plays a huge role when it comes to manifesting. So you can do all these practices. You can do the visualization. You can do the sex magic. you You can do all of that. But it is very important to release those subconscious blocks that you have around your manifestation. Yeah. So if we deep down actually don't believe that we are worthy of it, then... For example, or if we believe that that was my personal one was, um, it's evil. It's evil. I would be evil if I had money, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's a combination of work that we can do to to really get the manifestations going. Mm -hmm. That's a fun one. (laughs) I never thought that before. (laughs) But I've heard also in tantric tradition that these peak pleasure um, orgasmic experience aren't viewed as the most beneficial for us is that how you so it depends on it depends on how so if we have let's say we have a clitoral orgasm right and it's um there's a lot of tension in our pelvis and in our in our uh, solar plexus and while we actually are coming we are pushing the energy out right in that moment, it's really like it's just genitally focused and all the energy is like shooting out of your genitals and it's, it's gone, basically, mm-hmm. from that view. Yeah. Um, but we can also have that same experience, that same clitoral orgasm, but what we did in order to get there was less of a clenching of our bodies and more of an opening of our bodies and breathing up of the energy. So when you breathe that sexual energy... And it's not only focused on your genitals, but it's actually moving freely through your body. You will have more of a whole body experience and that sexual energy will feed into your body instead of being dispersed. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we actively can visualize. Yes. Yes. So that's one of the the most common questions that people ask me is how do I know if I'm actually doing it? How do I know if the energy is moving or not? Yeah. And it's, it's very simple in the sense that your energy follows your awareness. Yeah. If you focus on your heart and you focus on breathing your energy from your, from your genitals to your heart, that's where it will be. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, you know, you can foster that experience. You can, you can become better at it, but you know, it's, that's where it's going to be. And is that an area we should focus on or can we choose freely? Like, is it really beneficial to focus on the heart? It's very, very beneficial to focus on the heart, I believe, on ev- for every person. But I think that you know, people are so different and people need different things at different times. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so, yeah, so individual. Mm. Amazing. Um, and yeah, I, I think people would like to get a little bit practical on this topic. Um, yeah. So maybe you want to share some common practices, maybe some that you do yourself or some that you often recommend people to do either by themselves or in couples. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So one thing that I can definitely recommend when it comes to our sexuality is a daily meditation practice. Okay. Because as for many different things, meditation is really powerful, but for our sexuality, it's very powerful because what it does is it helps us 
to go into that um, deep plate, like those deep brain waves in our body, in our, in our brain. And what happens is that um, we, it will be easier for us if we, if we go into meditation while we're self-pleasuring or while we're making love, we're going to have more deeper and more meaningful experiences. So that's definitely one thing that I can recommend is to have a daily meditation practice. Breath work is really amazing because it helps us to get out of our cortex, out of our analytical, logical brain and more into the deeper parts of our brain, which is where orgasm and ecstatic experiences take place. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that um, it really helps to, you know, cleanse our bodies, cleanse the energies, open the energy channels. So one thing that I can that I, you know, take a lot of my clients through is I teach them breath work. And then I tell them, take that breath work into your masturbation, into your self-pleasure practices, take it into your sex with your partner, if they have one, because yeah. if you go out of that logical brain during sex, it's going, it's just going to be so much more powerful. Yeah. Um, another thing is to just have whether you're in a couple or whether you're alone to have a regular self-pleasure practice. And, you know, like if you, if you're a couple, like if, when I work together with couples, when I do couples coaching, it will always be, I will always talk to them about that, that it's important that they will both each have their own self-pleasure practice and that they will respect the other person's self-pleasure practice because how we make love to ourselves is how we show up with other people yeah and when when we do have that practice and i'm not talking about um like you know that autopilot masturbation you know with like porn or something which there's nothing inherently wrong with that i'm just you know that's just a different thing yeah to really have a practice that is like a sexual sadhana if you will like like a you know sexual self practice where you go within and we ask we ask our vagina we ask our penis we ask our bodies like what is it that you need what is it that you want to experience and we go we breathe into them and we allow them to show us what it is that they need what it is that they want mm -hmm. instead of taking something from them you know yeah and using it as a practice to process sexual experiences that we had in the past to go into sexual healing, really. Yeah, that is very different, I think, from what many <laughs> see <laughs> pleasuring as. <laughs> that is a yeah. beautiful way to view it. And um, mm -hmm. I guess a powerful way, as you say, of doing healing without um, working with someone or doing a course or like there is a lot that we can do by ourselves. Yeah. Hmm. And what is the most common problem or question that people have, either couples or single? Mm. I mean, it's so, it really varies a lot. Um, couples often come to me because they just feel like there's no more passion. There's no yeah. more like fire, no more chemistry. Mm. Um, which definitely is something that is absolutely possible to have long term. Yeah, can one hundred percent verify that. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> and um, I would say, you know, men and women are like conditioned because you know of our society um, in different ways. And I and I think that um, what 
people that identify as men often come to me with is um, they just want to be really amazing lovers. Like they want to be able to um, make sure their partners have the best, most magnificent, ecstatic experience possible, um, which I think is very, very beautiful. Yeah. And, um, and, um, yeah, they will uh, typically, a man will be like, yeah, I just want to be, I just want to learn all of this. I want to be really good. And they'll be like sitting there and like taking notes and like doing all their homework, like, you know, super highly motivated. Um, and, and then what will happen is that slowly, slowly also the trauma unfolds, mm. um, that they weren't really aware of. Um, like typically they would say, no, there's nothing, nothing ever happened, but then slowly it will come to the surface. Because, you know, boys are, are heavily conditioned to suppress their emotions, to not talk about, you know, these things. Yeah. Um, and, well, women, um, women come to me for so many different reasons. But it, in most cases, I say, I think what they have in common is that they just want more, more pleasure, more ecstasy, more orgasm, more loving themselves, more finding themselves worthy and beautiful. And... Um, and they and in with women, it's it's often the other way around that they were like um, in the first sessions, they were like, ah, all of this happened to me and this and that, and life is so hard, you know, like come with that like big bag of emotions, and then as we continue, like really enjoy the practices, like once we've cleared all of that, like enjoy like those like tantric practices and be, you know, and more find that like embodied experience. Mm. Wow, that is very different, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting here. And uh, yeah, beautiful about the guys. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we, for those listening, if they want to work with you, um, what type of offerings do you have for them? And do you work yeah. on in groups, online? Yes. So I work one-on-one. That's um, what I've been focusing on for a very, very long time. And I've never really, I've never really done any group coachings or online programs or anything, but that's something that I'm building right now. I've just been so busy with my one-on-one sessions, but I have a lot of ideas and I'm going to create something very beautiful also for group experiences. But for now, it's um, one-on-one Okay, fantastic. One on one processes. And I will, of course, add all your links and everything to the episode so that they can click and find your Instagram and find your website where you have everything. Amazing. Um, where I've also seen that you can, like, they can write a little message and then you can connect. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, is there anything that we haven't, uh, that we missed in our conversation that you want to add? Mm. I think one thing that we haven't really talked about is um, opening the heart and how important that is for our sexuality, that that really is where a process often will start. Mm. Um, I don't exactly, I mean, there are some explanations in the Taoist tradition also actually in, in very interestingly, so that it's, it's linked. Our genitals and our heart are strongly linked. For yeah. example, through the vagus nerve um, in the Taoist tradition, it's the same reflexology point. So our cervix mm-hmm. is the ref- reflexology point of the heart. Our oh. cervix is the deepest part of our vagina. 
and the head of the penis. So there, there seems to be some strong correlations in different traditions. Um, but definitely something that I've uncovered and that I see within myself and I see with the people that I'm working with is that um, it's really essential that we go into the heart and we do a lot of work through those layers that we built up around our hearts in order to fully dive into our sexuality. Mm. It's like when we, when we fall in love with ourselves and with the world and when we allow our hearts to melt, it's like something softens down there as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's really essential. Mm. Beautiful. And we can do that through, for example, meditation or other healing work or... Um, yes, meditation, breath work, and um, through just, I mean, somatic work, what it really would look like is just on a regular basis, just closing your eyes, putting your hand on your heart and feeling your heart and just asking, how are you doing? You're just feeling into it. And what it will do after a while of building that that connection, the same with our pussies, by the way, and our, you know, our penises, when we build that connection and we again and again tune in and we ask, how are you doing? What will happen after a while is that they will start to communicate through us through pictures or through sensations, through memories, through thoughts. Um, so just checking in, just building that relationship. That is amazing that it can be that simple. and. Um... Yeah, I feel like I'm recently learning to actually talk to my body and to learn that it communicates and that we can use yeah. it as a source of so much information where we previously were taught like everything is in your brain and in your head, but oh my gosh, there's so much in the body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of untapped potential, I guess. Very much. Yeah. Very much so. Let's recommend for everyone listening to have a little check-in with themselves today. Hands on the heart, closing eyes, and just like asking what the heart wants or needs. Yeah, what do you need? And maybe in the beginning, nothing comes up. And then just continue. Mm -hmm. I will do that myself today for sure. Nice. <laughs> Bianca, it's been beautiful to have you on our podcast. Um, thank you so much so lovely talking to you thank you and this topic is so much more important than I think people perceive in the beginning and the depth of it is like is overwhelming and wow um, <laughs> powerful fantastic such potential for us to unblock um, emotions to heal and to discover our pleasure potential and manifestation wow everything is connected in this and it's so much fun <laughs> yeah exactly uh, it like takes a lot of pressure off it's not that serious it's fun it's enjoyment and then we can take that also into other areas of our life and create more beautiful lives mm, definitely yeah well thank you so much for coming on here and for everyone listening thank you for tuning in and make sure to follow Bianca on Instagram if this topic is interesting to you or send in any questions and we will we'll talk more about this and uh, have a beautiful day in Costa Rica thank you so much you too
media. Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du sikkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap. 